0: You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 218, Moo-licious. All Things Azeroth is sponsored by TavernCraft. Visit them at taverncraft.com for high-quality stoneware, glassware, and other drinkware from all your favorite gaming universes, including Warhammer, Lord of the Rings Online, and of course, World of Warcraft. Use the code WOWEPIC for $10 off of any regular price stoneware, not including any combo packs or discount items.
1: Earth, Wind, and Fire! Heed my call! Cursebut, you're not a
2: shaman. You don't even like playing a shaman.
1: Yeah, I know, Stormy. But I have to do something. It's the Pre-Cataclysm event. Well, of course, you can do something. There's a bunch of quests in Stormwind. that can get you some decent XP. Quests? Who has time for quests? This is catastrophic. Twilight cultists, elemental invasions, earthquakes, tidal waves, dogs and cats, living together. It's the end of the world! Of Warcraft! It's the end of the world? But I feel fine. How can you? There's so much to do, so little time. I'm... I don't have the mounts, I don't have all the quests done. I'm not prepared! Do we have bacon? Yes, I bought some more yesterday.
2: Are we listening to Medros and Shade? For the latest news, is that well?
1: Well, when I'm done ranting about things, yes, we will be.
2: Well, then, you're prepared enough. Relax, enter the live chat, and get ready for all things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast.
1: Happy birthday, by the way. Geez, thanks.
0: Indeed, happy birthday, Stormy.
1: Happy birthday, Stormy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and do and you think it is bad having Talk Like a Pirate Day as your birthday? How about Day of the Dead? Well, that's kind of cool, though. That's kind of cool, but Dead no, actually,
3: I, Chris Pratt. he starts, he's cats and dogs living together, and I was waiting for the mass hysteria, and then I didn't get it, but then I got end of the world of Warcraft, so
0: it was just as good. So, what, what, basically what Chris Pratt was saying is, it's the end of the world, but Sh- but Stormy feels fine, and I feel fine. Do you feel fine?
3: I feel fine. That was totally not in key. It's the end of the
0: world as we
3: know it. Okay. I think that's, that, that we should get, like, a music clip in there. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, so, of course, I am Andros. Uh This is All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. We don't have anybody from WoW Insider here today other than, of course, my co-host, Shade. How are you doing there, Shade?
3: Hi. I'm doing good.
0: So I guess I, I guess I I'd say nobody's special. Well, well, you're special, but nobody... I'm no, special. <laughs> no, nobody who is not normally on this show from WoW Insider.
3: No guests today.
0: Let's no, let's There talk we go. About, no let's, guests today. Put it that way. Um though, of course, you know, you never know when a guest may show up in, in uh in in the chat room or uh anywhere else, really. Right. Frostmorn
1: hungers.
0: See, Arthas came up like she, you, you never would know, that was you never know of... when people are gonna show up.
1: Oh yeah,
3: right. <laughs> MacGyver says Akamagosh, Shade. See, I'm not Matt McCurley, though, so it doesn't quite work. But I'll say Akamagosh back anyway, because Akamagosh. Anyway.
0: So, h- how, how are you doing there, Shade?
3: Doing pretty good. Um, my guild is still working on Heroic Glitch King 25. I think our best attempt was like 58%, something like that. So we're slowly whittling him down. And theoretically, we should have him dead sometime soon-ish. I'm hoping we we're getting the hang of it. We're getting the hang of the post 4.0 rating setup thing, my bobber. And then uh let's see. No pony. Actually, two ponies. Two ponies. Did not get the headless horseman's mount, which I'm sorry, but I'm cranky about that one. Did not get the um the Carazon mount and did not get the Tiger. So, those are all out of the picture and I can't think if there was anything else in particular that was really fascinating that I was up to, um, other than, you know, the usual getting a feat of strength for stuff, things. But.
0: Well. Yeah. I, I only have one thing to say regarding your lack of success.
3: Uh-huh.
4: When in doubt, blow it up.
3: <laughs> you have no idea how much I wish I could do just that. Anyway. Oh, oh, and I also picked up a new book, too,
0: this week. Really? Because I picked up a new book this week, too. But I think you picked up a different book than I booked, picked up.
3: I did pick up a different book than you picked up. But they both...
0: The book I picked up was a really awesome book, and I finished it in like three days, so...
3: I finished that one, I, oh man, that thing had me so enthralled. Well, I didn't have anywhere else to go either. I read it on the plane on the way to BlizzCon, since I was just sitting there, and it was a long flight, and I had a layover, it was just like, oh, I'm going to sit here and read, 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 and I finished it just before we touched down in Anaheim, so that worked out fine. No, the one that I picked up was the latest Warcraft manga, it's uh, Warcraft Shaman, and Oddly, and interestingly enough, it also involves the Cataclysm, which I wasn't aware of. Hmm. And it is a really, really... I'm not done with it yet, but the uh, person... the people that are on it, right? It was written by Paul Benjamin. Paul Benjamin, he's done some other manga work for um, Blizzard. He's done manga for the Starcraft. Their Starcraft property, I guess, is what you want to call it, but he's also done work on comics, like actual comics. I think he's done some Spider-Man, Hulk, that kind of thing. So this guy knows how to write comics, right? And then the art is by, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, I think it's Rocio, Rocio Zucci. I don't know, but she is the person who did all of the artwork for the Death Knight manga which I was also incredibly fond of and she has just ramped up her skills so much in this book, and this book is pretty much all Torrin all the time. It's Torrin, the earthen Ring, um, it involves the elements going all woohoo, because that's what they're doing right now so this was actually a really timely release and I can't believe I didn't pick it up before it's really, really good like, really good. Excellent
0: I, I actually, um I recorded a a little bit of a review of uh, The Shattering uh, with Jen for her Napod Pomo show. Um, I think she's putting that out tomorrow or or the next day. I I was actually thinking today, after giving that bit of a review, I think why Arthas and um, The Shattering have been so so successful and so popular and have hit the New York Times bestseller is they're actually covering stuff that's happening now. Um, none of the other books have really covered what is currently going on. Like Cycle of Hatred, uh, a paperback, of course, but Cycle of Hatred came out long after Wrath or the World of Warcraft launched, and right. the, at that point it wasn't really really relevant because we'd already had years of, of the game, so we really didn't care how it came to pass that the, the the two sides were fighting. I did, but that was just me because I'm a gigantic
3: nerd. Anyway, but yeah, it's the same thing kind of happened with Stormrage and I feel bad about that because Stormrage, it wasn't a bad book. I don't, I I still have problems with what happened in it, but it did involve in-game events. It just involved in-game events that weren't really current. So, people didn't have them on the, you know, in the front of their minds. Whereas Cataclysm, whoa, everybody, that's all anybody's been talking about for the past six months. So, of course, the Cataclysm book is going to be like huge. Same thing with Arthas, you know, it came out right when, well, right about around when Ice Crown Citadel opened. Yes? Was it?
0: Yeah, right around then.
3: Yeah, so that was kind of appropriate timing for the book. It's just Storm Rage, for whatever reason, it just. It wasn't released at any point where you know anything was going on in game, but Stormrage does address events that are
0: happening in the Cataclysm, so people should read it. It's just they don't realize that they should be reading it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, w- I was actually surprised that they actually referenced the Stormrage events several times during the uh, novel. Lots,
3: lots, and lots. Yeah, when I was when I was talking to Richard at at come or excuse me at uh, police con the convention. <laughs> I'm like the con whatever anyway when I was talking to him at the convention I asked him if he and Grissy had like collaborated at all or if she'd asked him about that kind of stuff and he said no but probably what she did was she asked the people at Blizzard if they could send her a copy either that or she read it when it came out one or the other but she was really familiar with what had happened in the
0: book because yeah she was referencing it all over the place it was pretty cool Before we before you talk about the book and the stuff that the news that has happened in the last week, I do want to talk a bit about our sponsor, and that sponsor again is the great folks over at Tavern Craft. They have made some really awesome, really epic, and of course legendary uh, stoneware mugs, uh, steins, whatever you want to call them. They're really awesome products that you really, really should check out. Right now, like I mentioned last week, if you use the code WOWEPIC, you can get $10 off of any regularly priced stoneware product uh, that is not part of a, a, a discount, like a group discount or a bulk discount or anything like that. It, it's basically a way to save a bit of money, and I know a lot of people from our show last week went over to that site and really, uh, really went wild with that, and that's a really awesome thing for them to do. Now, I know a lot of people who are really upset because they... They originally had expected the Murloc Steins be out by now, but um, I am told those are coming out in the next couple of weeks, and uh, um, I think you're really going to like them. I'm looking forward to getting mine whenever, uh, whenever I do get it. Get it, and um, I will definitely be doing a review on the show here, as well. We'll be having an interview with uh, with one of the people over at Tavern Craft uh, just to discuss what is coming up, what is out, and just get a feel for what kind of quality you can expect when you buy one of the taverncraft steins like i said before they make those in the warhammer lord of the rings and of course the uh the world of warcraft world they started out with world of warcraft and that i'm i have to believe that's still one of their biggest best sellers so, definitely check them out. Um, they still have lots of really cool steins available, and we definitely want you to, to let them know that All Things Azeroth sent you. So, definitely use the WoW Epic, and let them know that, uh, that you did hear about them from All Things Azeroth, because um, they're really, really helping us out by supporting us. Uh, they gave us a, a stein to give away last... Or, uh, well, a week and a half ago at our... Uh, at our BlizzCon coverage, and, they, and we have lots more stuff that's coming up as prizes uh, in the next uh, in the next month or, month or so. So definitely check them out, and uh, of course, as I said, let them know uh, that you heard about them from this very cool and awesome podcast.
3: I think that they're absolutely gorgeous myself. So I almost can't can't even imagine drinking out of one of them because they're too pretty.
0: I, I can definitely see that. I mean, I would, uh, I, I would be nervous about drinking myself. So Doesn't mean I wouldn't
3: if I had one. I'm thinking about getting one now because I'm like, of these course. are really cool. And now I have a giant box of them sitting in my room. So I'm like, there's lots of them right here and they're very pretty.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they'd be happy to send you another one when you uh, use that code. Wow, epic.
3: I, except I just ordered a new keyboard. So I have to hold off on my purchases until next month. <laughs> probably pick one up for myself for Christmas. It's a Christmas present for me to me.
0: <laughs> Haster says the only reason to have a Stein is to drink from it. Here, here.
3: Yeah. Well I mean I know there are people that collect the decorative ones. Anyway, so we have stuff to talk about today, don't we?
0: Yes. First I wanna give my thoughts on on a book. <gasps> now Ooh. I want to warn everybody there is going to be significant spoilers this episode. Yeah. From here on out Consider this entire episode possibly very very spoiler-heavy. If you are planning to read The Shattering, you may not want to continue listening.
3: Right. We are on the official countdown to Cataclysm here, because the pre-event just started, so expect that we will be talking about Cataclysm at any given point during the show, and, you know, keep that in mind. Anyway,
1: so The Shattering, what'd you think? On your guard. Danger approaches.
2: Guard yourself. Beware.
5: Run away. Here there be spoilers.
0: Now that I don't have to uh now that I don't have to be very careful about what I say, let me just uh let me just state um love the book. The writing was awesome. Really, really enjoyed her her writing, as I always do for every story she writes. Uh, every story I've ever written, the Christy G. Golden has written, has been really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. That said, an, an author that can write a character into a book who dies within, let's say, 100, 150 pages. And you miss that person, and you wish they were back, and you mourn their loss... I know. That is an awesome freaking writer, okay? I know.
3: <laughs> well, I, she just really brought everyone in that book to life, including Anduin. Yes. Like, Anduin. Holy crap. Who knew? Who knew that the kid had, like, a personality? I mean, you saw bits and sparks of it in the Warcraft comics. Like, anytime Anduin showed mm-hmm. up, he was a smart kid, right? But Shattering, man, I, I was Shocked. She writ him, wrote him, like, perfectly. It was brilliant.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the Anduin side of things, the, the Magni, Bane, you know, tying oh. all the stuff up, Thrall and, and Agra and uh, all that stuff. I mean, I, I was just blown away how awesome it was. I really, really loved reading the book. And, as, I, you know, people who read on Twitter were, you know, when I first said, you know, my first few thoughts as I was kind of really getting into the book, uh, a few people questioned me. You know, because I I don't recall exactly what I said, but it was it, it was something that could be could be taken as a negative.
3: You said something about how you wanted to stop reading right there. Yes, and I was like, because I knew why it was coming. would you coming. want to stop?
0: <laughs> because I knew the arena battle was coming, was gonna... and yeah. I'd already seen two people lost, and I was just like. I don't wanna lose anyone else. I don't want to see anybody else die and I know what's gonna happen. I know what is coming because everybody knew what's coming. You know, everybody knows what is
3: it's been it's been out there for a while. I don't wanna say it outright directly. I I really don't wanna, you know, say anything outright directly as far as who did what, but there is death in this book and there is tragedy in this book, and there is a lot of it.
0: There is. And and the line that she wrote, uh, for Karen near the end, oh the one there. that I mentioned in yes. the, um,
3: in the interview. I who yeah. lived
0: by honor died by deceit or deception or something of the sort. Can't remember the exact line, but yeah. that line was just like, oh no, no, don't no. Now now I'm gonna now I'm missing you even more. Like, oh no, no.
3: Moogiver's saying, as long as Anduin doesn't get turned into another Ronan, Moogiver, Anduin is smart. He is not a warrior like his dad. He's not a hothead like Garrosh. He's not a hothead like his father. He's not... He's he's a smart kid. A very smart kid. I, I
0: agree with Hazardman. Anduin's a priest.
3: Yeah. I Well, that seems to be what they're setting him up for is either a priest or a paladin. Well, when, I,
0: when, when I first saw saw his choices and who and who, you know, wh- where he was going with that, I was like, dude Anduin rolled a priest. What
3: the hell? <laughs> yeah, and it's actually, you know, it's it's suitable. It's suitable for him because Anduin in the comics, like I said, Anduin in the comics, he had a personality and he was very much the little diplomat. He was very much about peace. He was very much about understanding. He was very much about trying to understand his enemies and, and come to terms and come to peace with them rather than just warring against them senselessly. And then, you know, the book with the Varian development. Mm-hmm. The Varian development was very, very interesting yeah. because it shed a lot of new light on that character because he's not... Okay, guys, Warcraft Comics. What happened with Warcraft Comics, basically, with the whole Anixia and Varian disappearing thing, Anixia showed up, she kidnapped Varian, she split him in half. So there were two Varians running around, and one of them was Varian Rin, and he was kind of this wishy-washy, kind of let himself be pushed around, and he wasn't really a fighter or anything. He just wanted everybody to get along, and he wanted to party, right? Because that's with Varian Rin. Didn't really care too much about his people easily manipulated. And then you had the other Varian, and the other Varian was originally called Crocbait by the orcs that found him. He started fighting in the arenas, and then he was called Logosh. And Logosh was the warrior. He was the warrior, he was the tactician, he was the hothead, he was basically the garage of Varian Rin. Okay. Um, if you want to put it that way. Well, at the end of the whole thing, obviously they beat Anexia. Um, And Varian got merged. His two parts got merged back together. So Logosh, Varian, Ren, shmoosh, back together. And that was that, or we thought that was that. It isn't that. Um, His two sides are still very much fighting with each other because they've been split apart. And I guess, you know, if you want to think of it that way... His two sides know what it means to be
0: apart. Yeah, the the merging wasn't very clean.
3: And they don't necessarily want to be... The merging wasn't very clean. It was like two chunks just sort of mushed together. And sometimes one side is in charge, sometimes another side is in charge. And Chaos has it right, like a split personality kind of thing. And you see a lot more of that in The Shattering. You see a lot of evidence of that in The Shattering. And this is something that Varian has been dealing with ever since he got back, ever since Anixia put him back together again. So the entirety of Wrath of the Lich King, sometimes you're dealing with Varian, sometimes you're dealing with Logosh. And when you keep that in mind, it makes Wrath really interesting and completely different... I- You look at Varian and his actions in Wrath of the Lich King in a very different light, and you go, wait, okay, so that event was Logosh, that event was Logosh, that one was Varian, that one was Logosh, you know, and you can kind of define it, define it, exactly, kind of. This book was just phenomenal, seriously. I, you know, I've always said that Last Guardian is my favorite. I think The Shattering is definitely tied for first.
0: Oh, Definitely, I mean, it was definitely a really awesome book, um... I really enjoyed the stories. I really, en- I enjoyed reading the stories. I didn't enjoy how deeply I felt I got into them. And I mean, like like you said in the pre-show, there, shade. <laughs> there were a couple of times when I was very close to wanting to cry, like because the characters were lost that I was very sad to lose. And and the character of Aaron, the the dwarf who protects and yeah and a- Anduin.
3: Don't give away too much. I already told.
0: I already <laughs> gave my spoiler warnings. I, I I I take no responsibility for anybody who who gets spoiled. But um, that character was.
3: But I don't think that you should use. For sure. Yeah, that character sure. was written very very well. I totally yeah. female dwarf. Like she nailed female dwarf. And every time she cracked a joke, I was laughing. I just, I yeah. There were several. And of course, you know, I'm reading this on an airplane. So there are several points where I'm sitting here going, "I'm not going to tear up and cry because the man sitting
0: next to me would probably wonder why the hell I'm crying at a book." So, yeah, and, and really, it, it is a testament to how well she wrote um, that people can can be nearly brought to tears or can be brought to tears by a character that is in her story for such a very short period of time, um, but who endears herself to every. Everybody who reads it, I think.
3: She's very, very good at creating characters. Like, Golden is just... She has that whole character writing thing down absolutely pat. Like, it doesn't matter what the character is. When she writes a character, just through the dialogue and through everything that happens, you grow to, you know, care for that character. You get drawn into the story through the characters. And, you know, like I've always said, I... Christy Golden, I think her strengths lie in character development and dialogue, because she absolutely nails it, like, every time. Um, Knack, I think that his strong suit is more description and painting pictures with words. He's very good at that. Dialogue, not so much. Characters, not so much. But, man, can he write, you know, backgrounds and epic descriptions of wars and things like that. He's excellent with that. So, I kind of wish that they could somehow merge the two of them so we'd have like this Logosh variant situation only a golden knack and if they collaborated on a book it would be like this really epic novel Um, I still feel that way
0: (laughs) I definitely recommend people read it yes like me you will be I think heavily affected by this story Um, I, I don't believe anybody could read this story without feeling for the characters both Horde and Alliance characters it doesn't matter if you are a die in the will you know Horty, or a PVPer, uh that that plays both sides, or an alliance that just, as some people say, are, are wimps. I mean, uh, it doesn't really matter what what faction you're from. You will find a a part of this story that will affect you. I think, um, and if you don't, then I'm very sorry to hear that.
3: Yeah, and the big thing about this uh, the big thing about this novel is is It does very much directly involve events. Um, uh, From what happened today, from what launched today on the live servers with the elemental invasions and that, we are pretty much, we are about maybe a quarter of the way, halfway through the shattering as far as the timeline goes. So you'd want to read The Shattering now because everything that is, that is in it is absolutely 100% re- relevant to everything that is going on in-game right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, we, so yeah, I would totally We do have other, other news to talk about. I, I yep. do want to make sure that everybody uh, does have a chance to read that book. Um, it is an awesome book. And if you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone or an iPad, you can get a preview of that uh, via the iBook application if you want. Uh, it's only about 90 pages, but uh, it was a good start to the uh, to the to the uh, story. Yeah. So, I definitely recommend checking that out if you have a chance.
3: And there's also um, you can order the print version. Print version is just in hardback right now. I don't think it's out in paperback yet. Um, most places have it for like yeah, 17, 18 bucks, something like that. You can get the uh, ebook version. I know Amazon's got it for the Kindle, so you can buy it for the Kindle if you want to do that. Uh, Audiobook, I don't think that there's an audiobook version of it out yet, Chaos. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out with one at some point. I kind of hope that they do. It would be nice. Moogiver says bookdepository.com.uk.co.uk. Free international shipping if you go there. That's a good place to go. Thank you for the suggestion, Moogiver. Okay, so moving on. What else have we got, Medros?
0: We we do. Um, I'm just trying to pull one up here. And, uh, Two segments today. The first one, let's go ask Moo first.
5: Okay. Hello, friends. This is Moolia Feathermoon, here to answer your World of Warcraft questions from the Tauren perspective. Let's get to today's question. Hi, Moo.
3: It's Moo Guyver here, fellow Tauren and engineer extraordinaire. If you're wondering about my accent, it's because I come from the southern part of Kalimdor. I wanted to ask a question about technology.
1: I'm a Tauren engineer, but I very rarely see any other Tauren wanting to explore the wonders that the technology of the goblins and the gnomes has to offer. As Tauren culture
3: strives for balance in all things, why can't more of our fellow Torin see the need to accept and
0: balance technology into our culture instead of shutting it out? Thanks, Moogiver.
5: Well, Moogiver, we Tauren, at least the ones from Mulgore, don't actually shun technology. After all, it was Torrin Engineering that created the Great Lift and that put Thunder Bluff up there overlooking the plains of Mulgore. In fact, when I was younger, I took some interest in the ways of Goblin Engineering. While I've forgotten pretty much everything that I had learned about engineering, I still have that old steam-tonk controller in my bag that I made so long ago. The lack of Torrent engineers isn't so much because Torrent aren't interested in technology. The problem is that until relatively recently, the things that engineers made wasn't really all that useful. And if it was... It was useful under very limited conditions. Things do seem to be getting better, and we may soon see more Torrin learning how to make those wonderful technological gizmos. But please, fix that deep dive helmet! That's all for this edition of Ask Moo. I need your questions, so please send them to me at askmoo42 at gmail.com. Call me at 201Azeroth, that's 201-293-7684, or askmoo, all one word, on Twitter. Until next time, may the eternal sun shine upon thee.
0: There, There is a moo, and a moo. <laughs>
3: I like uh, a Zappy's response in the uh, channel. Sup, dog? We heard you like moo, so we put moo in your moo so you can moo while you moo.
0: <laughs> and damn, I wish I had the torn the torn line. Oh, well. I had moo in my moo. And that was very delicious. <laughs> Are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <Hello. laughs>
3: Plus, it was about engineering, which I'm all over. Thank so. you very much.
0: Muli and mu Giver. Engineering uh, is awesome. What are you talking about? Segment. Anyway. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the elemental invasion.
3: hoo It started. Started this morning, along with the Day of the Dead stuff.
0: Like, like the old saying goes, it has begun. It has. Cover up your butt and kiss it goodbye. <laughs>
3: If you have any, I I said this on Twitter earlier, if you have any, any old world quests that you have not completed that you want to get done, do them now, because this is the beginning of the end, (laughs) which is really creepy to say,
0: but it is. It's the beginning of the end, guys. As the, uh, as the intro we played said, uh, it is the end of the world as we know it. So yeah, you, you, you consider yourselves on notice. If, if there's anything you haven't gotten get done, get your butts in gear. You need to get it done. Yeah, it's now. it's
3: it's going away. So yeah, what's what's going on right now? Uh, the Earthen Ring have shown up, which actually the Earthen Ring play uh, a large part in the book that I picked up, Warcraft Shaman. Um, it's all about the. Irvine I would imagine
0: those are through shamans,
3: right? It's all about the Earthen Ring and how they're dealing with this cataclysmic conflict. As far as the elements, kind of. Um, acting up, as it were. Uh, very good manga. Recommend people pick it up. But uh, the Elemental Invasion, it has started. Uh, you can pretty much you can go to any of the major cities. Uh, I believe it's Stormwind for Alliance, and it's Orgrimmar for Horde, and there are people posted there, uh, Earthen Ring people. You talk to them, and you get a series of quests to investigate some stuff that's going on, because there's these Twilight cultists that are hanging around They're doomsayers, and they're talking about the end of the world and how everybody needs to be ready and you should join the Twilight cult because, you know, they they know what's what. You go do the series of quests, and you're doing investigations for whatever leader in your city happens to be assigned to investigate that stuff. And during the course of events, you get to dress up as a cultist. You basically walk up to them and go, Hello, I would like to join your cult. And they give you a happy dress, and you put the dress on, and then you go look at some other things. Um... There's no real resolution to the questline yet. You end by talking to your respective faction leader, and they say thank you for the info. And that's about the end of it right now, from what I've seen. Have they done the big rift thing yet? Because I haven't seen any evidence of the big rifts. Have you?
0: I'm not sure what you mean, sorry.
3: Okay. I I really haven't had a
0: chance to look into too much, unfortunately, due to... uh... Ah, uh, gotcha. to work in okay. such, so...
3: Okay, well, eventually what's going to happen is there's going to be this massive elemental invasion in the capital cities. Uh, these giant elementals will spawn. You will want to defeat the elementals. If you are too low level, there are portals that you can take to book it out of town because they will kill you. Um, and you want to stay safe. That's why the portals are there, to keep you safe, so you've got an escape route. Um, once you kill those elementals... Portals will open up to various zones in Azeroth, and they have special bosses just for this event. You go and you kill those bosses, and they do drop epic loot that is, you know, kind of appropriate to your hero level. There's some cool stuff in there, so you may want to go do all of those. There's also quests associated with each portal. The other big thing that's going on is, obviously, with every world event that they do, they do have a feat of strength involved. This one is called Tripping the Rifts rifts. I can't even say rifts. I don't even... That is a really difficult word for me today for some reason. Anyway, so what you do, you wander around Azeroth, and you can wander around Azeroth, you can wander around Northrend, and even in Outland, surprisingly enough, rifts will spawn at the top of the hour at various places in various locations. There's four different types. There's water, wind, earth, and fire. When you kill the elementals surrounding the rift, the rift will die. When it dies, you get a really cool buff, and there's a buff for each different element. When you get all four of those buffs, and you don't have to get them at the same time, you just have to get all four of those buffs. At some point during this event, you get the Feet of Strength tripping the rifts, and it says that you've closed all four rifts during the Cataclysm Invasion. Boom! Your Feet of Strength, you're good to go. That's about it, really, though, for right now. Um, prepare to see your cities ablaze. It, it's it's. I've seen it on the PTR. I saw the event on the PTR, and I played through it, and I killed a couple of the bosses on the PTR. And the events are really, really amazing. Like, they just outdid themselves. They're amazing. There is... Going into Orgrimmar and seeing the entire city just in flames was fantastic. It, yeah, I can't even describe it. Just wait, guys. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what's happening. I, I admit I did a, a few quests and stuff. Um, unfortunately, I was not around for when the actual event happened. But uh, it was really awesome to see the the story progressing and I'm really excited to see the, uh, the events uh, that we have going on right now. And of course, I, I look forward to them getting even more plentiful and more um, involved as the story continues. Yeah, they, definitely. They have one month to do it, definitely, or f- definitely. four weeks essentially to do it. And I fully expect that the next four weeks are going to be absolutely epic.
3: Oh my god, is it four weeks? It's four weeks. Oh my gosh, four weeks. And then we're done. See, I can't...
0: Sorry, my correction, five weeks.
3: Five weeks, but still, I can't even, like... I am so excited for Cataclysm. I really am because it's completely changing the game, and the story is progressing, and everything is really cool. Right? Played through the beta. The beta is fantastic. You guys are going to love everything about this expansion. I, I can absolutely guarantee you're going to love everything about this expansion. But there is a tiny, tiny part of me that's going, oh my god! I've invest, you know, invested like almost six years playing this game. And the six years that I've spent playing this game, the game that I played for the six years is going poof and being replaced with something else. And there's something a little bit kind of, just kind of, oh my gosh, it's going away, you know, about it. It just makes me really... It's just an odd feeling. Yeah. It is a really odd feeling because, you know, obviously it's a video game. But I've gotten really attached to the video game. I have made so many friends and had so many memories associated with this stupid game.
0: <laughs> hey, now It's just stupid. Really, it's, honestly. It's an awesome game.
3: It's not a stupid game, but, I mean, it's like video game. And, you know, obviously, you know, during that six years that I've been playing, so much has happened to me in my life. But the game's yeah. always been there. You know, that's always been there. When I wanted to go play, I could go play, kick around, raid, do some RP. It was always there, and and now it's it's still going to be there, just a different incarnation. So that's going to be a little weird.
0: They're wiping the slate weird. clean and starting fresh, and I think that's uh, I think that's definitely something that a lot of players are excited about. Yeah. I, I think a lot of players will roll new tunes and not just you know the new class race combinations, not just organs and goblin but human rogues and and dwarf paladins and.
3: if you've ever wanted redo. to play yeah if you've ever wanted to play a different class if you've ever wanted to re-roll if you've ever wanted to you know just start over with a favorite class it doesn't have to be a new race class combination you can play whatever you want the starting zones everywhere the leveling zones everywhere 1 to 60 everywhere completely different Absolutely entertaining, engaging, and just so well executed the whole way through.
0: Yeah, for sure. Really.
3: So yeah, I don't know. I, I there's part of me that's like really excited, and there's part of me that's just going, but I don't want it to go away forever. <laughs> it was supposed to be here forever, you know.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, but nothing lasts forever, Shade. No, no. No. Actually, let me just uh, let me play the second intro we got for today's show, because I did put a call out earlier on Twitter, oh, yeah. uh, about four hours before we, we went live with the show here, and asked people for intros, because I figured that since we had an elemental invasion, we did something cataclysmic as an intro. And this is one that was sent in by our good friend, Haster, um, and this is his a- attempt at an intro for all things Azeroth. Uh, so here you go. Cool.
1: Prophecies of doom are in the cities. The Earth quakes the
2: elementals are running wild
0: it can only mean one thing it,
4: it is time, time for all things all. your world of warcraft, warcraft podcast
1: and now here's your hosts medros and shade that was a, that was pretty cool that was, that was a that was
0: a cool one yeah Uh and and both Chris Blatt and Haster will that you'll see, you'll hear their uh, intros between now and uh the day Cataclysm launches. So,
3: I love that bit of music too. That bit of music is awesome
0: for sure. So, do you have a trivia question that we can ask our beloved audience?
3: Do I ever have a trivia question for you? Yes, actually, I do. And I have loot cards, and wow, we're down to like the last of the last of the loot cards. We've got enough for another about the rest of the month. But that's cool. So, yeah, trivia question. I am going to post this in the chat channel, obviously, so that we're avoiding that little lag problem. If you have won the trivia contest in the past, I'd say, what, like three, four weeks, something like that? What are we doing?
0: I would say if you have won uh, since the beginning of October, you cannot win again this month, the show at least.
3: If you won the trivia contest in the month of October, please do not answer this question. This is for people that have not won. Uh,
0: just, just to clarify, uh, to those who are uh, uh, in the chat room, this does not count if you won at BlizzCon. That was, spe- that was special coverage. Does not count towards that limitation. Just so we're clear. Okay. All right. So because I gave I gave away a bunch of prizes then, uh, like sixteen prizes, I, I can't expect everybody who won there not to be included in this. That, that would limit <laughs> a lot of our audience. Okay.
3: Okay, well, I am going to go ahead and post the question now, and then I'm going to tell people what the question is, and we should have an answer
0: immediately. All right. Oh, I, I, I think Skull in the Card got the answer. I'm sorry. No, he didn't.
3: <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about the Shattering and the Shattering and, and orgamar and orcs, I decided to ask an orc-related question. I want to know okay. what the name what name Durotan was going to give to his son prior to his abrupt demise. Duraton's son originally had a very different name. What's that name?
0: Kuno. Uh, not that's quite. That's question. I, I, I think I think a lot of people don't know it. Uh, oh, we got we, one. We, we got have, it. Have we have an answer? But uh, let, let's let's see if anybody else is able to get that because I'm not sure that person may not be eligible. Let me see here. Uh,
3: somebody else said
0: okay, it too. So- we we have two entries, three. We have a third entry. So uh, that one of those three will likely win. Uh, let okay. Let me just. Okay. Uh, Check our and Malgara. Yeah, Zappy and Malgara both won the same show. That was episode two fourteen, uh, and that was. Let me just see here. It was early October, so uh, the prize then goes to uh, Aret of Misha.
3: Aret of Misha. Got the correct answer. The answer is Goel, Would you find out if you do this really epic quest chain out in Nagrand. Guess what? If you want to do that quest chain, do it now. It will be going away. (laughs) All right. So uh, Arrest of Misha, I need you to pick a number between one and four. So one, two, three, or four, and post post the answer in the chat channel so that I may pick a card for you.
0: And they chose three.
3: They chose three. Ooh, my chat isn't scrolling. Whoopsie. Okay, so uh, one, two, three. Arrest of Misha, you have won a paper airplane loot code from the WoW TCG. Uh, What I need you to do is I need you to send an email to Shade at allthingsazeroth.com, and I will get you that loot code after the show. And congratulations.
0: For sure. So... We, we do have other news this week, though admittedly not as big as what we have. <laughs> we talked about already. Nothing is as
3: big as the world going kablooey, but we still have other stuff. We do
0: have one more segment. We do have some voicemails to get to. First off, um, we now have playable female warrior in the beta. Now, uh, you have previously, you previously given your thoughts on these uh, characters, these NPCs, as looking like chihuahuas and... Lego butts. Give me your thoughts on what they look like now.
3: They fixed the butt. It is not a brick butt anymore. It is actually a female butt, which is cool because I don't like looking at square butts. I think it looks really weird. (laughs) Uh, As far as the face, they have done a lot of refinement work to the face. I still think that the profile looks vaguely Chihuahua, but it's just the slope of the forehead to the muzzle. There's like this weird round bump thing going on That makes it look kind of chihuahua in profile But head on It looks really nice And all of the um, holes that seem to exist In the head where you could see like straight through the head And things like that Those are gone now So they've kind of put the model together um, I actually played through the entirety of the Worgen starting experience As a Worgen chick So that i get that whole experience um, Sniffing There's a big bug right now <laughs> Where if you're playing a female worgen Occasionally you will hear Like over and over and over again Over and over and over and over and over again And um, it's very loud That's all I have to say about that General chat was pretty much this stream of people going Does anybody hear a lot of sniffing? And then everybody would go Yeah, I hear a lot of sniffing And then it'd kind of die down And then ten minutes later somebody would pop up and go Hey you guys, do you guys hear a lot of sniffing? And, yeah, it just keep going over and over <laughs> again. But um, the animations are great. Like, the animations are great. And did you see the dance? No. Did I not call that?
0: I, you did. You you actually predicted that. I'm I called certain, that yeah. months
3: ago. Because you said, well, what do you think the Worgen female dance is going to be, Shade? And I said, well, if they're going with pop culture stuff, it's probably going to be something from Lady Gaga. So what do we get? We get Lady Gaga poker face. Which is very bizarre to watch because she kind of grabs herself <laughs> all over the place and it's a little weird. But I, I can dig it. It's it's kind of cool, and you know you can't really go go, go wrong with Gaga, so that works.
0: Definitely, um, I, I think that.
3: Oh, Ani Bear wants to know if both forms
0: do the it. Touching thing.
3: Um, Ani, Ani Bear, thing? <laughs> if you. Yeah, if you're a human, you do the human dance. If you're in human form, you do the human dance. If you're in worgen form, you
0: do the worgen dance. It's a good question. Anyway, you were saying Medros, I'm sorry. Do you think this is the final final version of the female worgen? Oh, no. I'm sure they're probably going to do at least a couple more revisions, just because
3: they always tweak these things down to the wire. And particularly with this model, since this model had been giving them so much trouble, I I have a feeling they're still going to you know, fine tune it a little bit more. I don't know. We might we might see some improvements with the slope of the head or whatever. I have no idea. And did you see the running wild, the animation for the running wild thing?
0: I haven't yet. Uh like I said, I, I've had a busy weekend and kinda Yeah, not uh not a super not not a super time to be reading stuff. I, I only just got some stuff out that I promised out earlier in the weekend, so um but I definitely want to look at it and uh if my beta client wouldn't hate me i would probably do it quicker i'm having add-on issues
3: man okay all i have to say is you know how we were saying wow it kind of sucks that the worgen got gypped out of a mount Mm -hmm. okay the running wild thing is really 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 cool like really cool i cannot stress how cool it is it totally makes up for not having a mount and i'm the mount collector
0: I, I may need to uh, to go in and uh, faction or, or race change one of my characters that is already in there and see what I can get.
3: <laughs> oh, you absolutely should because seriously, I mean, when they jump, they just like flail around and the claws are everywhere, and it's just you know they're galloping across the landscape and it, it totally, totally works with that model. It totally works. I, I could not imagine them riding anything now. Now that I've seen that, it's, it's like, I am really impressed, like really impressed. Now planes running with the toran they just ran really fast. This, this, they have their own like loping animation and it's just, it's really cool.
0: So just out of curiosity, do you know if the, if the worgen can actually ride other mounts or are they restricted simply to that mount? They're running, running wild.
3: Oh no, no. I'm sure they can ride. I, I mean, I'm sure they can ride other mounts if they want to. But I don't know why they would want to.
0: Because the same thing gets tired after a while.
3: I guess. Yeah.
0: I mean, that, but... that's, that's 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 the reason I've always wanted, you know, to get you know new mounts and stuff. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, the only
0: ones that only one the only mount that I have on any of my characters that is that I'm not tired of at this point is my druid's flight form, and that's only because I can urban it.
3: Yeah, but they get they get. Uh, I mean, I'm sure if they've got the reputation and everything, they can go buy another faction's mount if they want to, mm-hmm. but. I, I, it it is so well done. The anime, I can't even describe how cool this is. It's just really, really, like a pack of 30 of these guys jumping off a cliff at you. You like, you know, do inappropriate things in your pants because it's just (laughs) creepy and cool. And yeah, they just ramped up the cool factor of the worgen by like a billion by putting that in and i didn't think that that would be possible because they took something away to put that in but it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> there, you, there you go machine Man creators there is your next movie a movie with a scene of a of 30 wargans jumping off a cliff just towards like the camera
3: a chunk of wargan just like streaming down and it's all you know that bit in the lion king where simba's all like like Trapped in the canyon, and his dad's like, oh, "I'll save you, Simba." And he's all like, "Ah!" And there's like that stampede, but at the very beginning of the stampede, you just see the dots, and and it's like wildebeest, and there's dots, and then they just start coming for towards you, and you're like terrified. It's like, holy crapola, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: I love how I can equate Morgan to the Lion King. Yeah, that's pro. <laughs>
0: I'll have to let my girlfriend listen to this. She's a huge Disney fan. So I, uh,
3: so yeah. Oh my God.
0: But uh, <laughs> so another thing that was announced this week, which we already kind of knew was coming, was the uh, the Cataclysm digital download uh, for the ca- for players who wish to buy it online is now available to pre-order. Yep. And and you folks over at Wow Insider actually put up a post of how to get that without buying buying that at least the client itself without having to. To wait yeah. for the, the install when the game launches on uh, on December 7th. Are yeah. you going to be getting that? Like, are you going to be getting the the, the digital, digital download so when you go to yours, you'll have it installed when you get back?
3: Yeah, I already did it. Like, to test it out, I, I did it and like did what the Blues said to do, where they were like, okay, just change your version from LK to CT for Cataclysm. And then when you start up the game, it'll download. It's like about a 730 meg download, something like that. Now, it does not include the cinematics because those are huge.
0: I was just, yeah, I have to think that there's more coming. I mean, this has got to be an incremental patch thing that's going on because I can't believe that the entire expansion minus the cinematics is only 700 megs. That that seems a little... Well,
3: we've downloaded... We've downloaded... You have to keep in mind that we have downloaded already a gigantic chunk of it in preparation for 4.0.1. Um, we've already, you know, with that PTR that we had, you, the, how many gigs was it? And then we downloaded that for 4.0.1, so now here's another 700 megabytes. Now I'm guessing there probably will be a couple more downloads along the line here. Um, as they do some more fine-tuning. But you also have to keep in mind that a lot of the stuff is on their end. Yeah. Like the new maps and things like that, those are stored on the server and you just access them. And mm-hmm. it loads it. So there's that doesn't take up a ton of space. The stuff that took up a lot of space was like the profession changes, the spec changes, all that there's stuff. There's no profession and that's, changes in yet. In, you in know, at least. No. No, not yet, not yet, but, um, why did I say profession changes? I don't know. I don't know. There was, like, bug things that they changed. Like, with engineering, they changed, like, some of the stuff, and they changed, oh, the interface, that's what I meant to say. The interface changes, like, where your, you know, your professions tab is different, and then your mounts is different, and then you've got the new guild system kind of halfway Mm -hmm. in. That's a lot of the information right there that you needed to have, and then, um... When 4.0.3 comes out, obviously, that's going to be Mm -hmm. another huge download, and that will be a lot of the remainder of what you need, and then that 700 megabytes is just going from 4.0.3, where we will see the world kablooey, to Cataclysm,
0: where all of the new zones will open up. So, does it surprise you that Blizzard both is charging people for the download who kind of don't know better, but have confirm that b- people who aren't willing to pay for the pre-order uh can still get the same convenience that is that client
3: Yeah, I there's not a problem with it. I the blue said on the forums they were like, you know, if you want to start downloading the cataclysm stuff now, go ahead. The the big thing is like If you purchase it in the store, you will need that CD key and you will have to upgrade your Battle.net account when you get home to be able to play Cataclysm, right? When you buy the digital download, it upgrades your account automatically on Battle.net. So you don't have to go through that process of looking up the CD key, logging into Battle.net, putting in all the stuff. You don't have to go drive anywhere and do it. So it is still a matter of convenience.
0: I mean, there is the convenience of not having to drive to a store, but if you look at it, though the faq states um if i can pull this up quickly while i'm uh talking it actually states the time when those who have the digital upgrade uh can get that 12 midnight pacific standard time Mm -hmm. so if you play if you you say you're in new york your friends go to a minute launch come home say they get home one o'clock in the morning they install the game takes another hour Unless they have done this workaround to get that beforehand, and they're playing, say, at two o'clock, if you got the if you got the digital upgrade beforehand, you have to wait another hour.
3: No, if you take it home, install the game, they still aren't going to be able to play it because they don't turn the servers on
0: until midnight. Until lo- midnight server time. This says midnight Pacific. No. No. Maybe that's what they're doing this year, but that's not what they've done in the past. It's in, in the past no, it's, it's
3: what they're doing this year because of the digital download. When they flip the switch on those servers, the second they flip the switch on those servers at Blizzard, if you got the digital download, you can log on and play. If you bought the game, you still can't play that game until they flip the
0: the switch on the servers, right? So basically they're making everybody wait for up to 3 hours in in North America to play. If they're on the East Coast, sure.
3: That. You know why? Because you're on the East Coast, and guess where Blizzard is? Blizzard is okay, in Irvine. But that's, that's, Hello. That's, they're based out of that's California. That's never been
0: the issue before.
3: Every, every server reset, every server mm-hmm. restart, every server maintenance, every server, everything that they've ever done since day one has always been Pacific Standard Time.
0: Always, except the expansion launches. The expansion launches have always gone live at midnight server yeah, time. Yeah,
3: but it doesn't matter.
0: Going through Bernie, going through the dark portal, you could do that at midnight server time if you had your game and people had their game early because Adam's not delivered them. They
3: aren't going to let anybody start playing the game before anyone else. Basically, when they flip that switch, that switch is going to flip for everybody. Period.
0: Then I would imagine they will probably change that time to to be midnight eastern time I no. can't see them making people in, in New York and eastern seaboard wait for three hours once they bought their game to play I don't see them doing it they
3: aren't going to do that because then they're also you know they're screwing people out that are on pacific time that can't pick up their physical copy of the game until midnight they that's aren't, never
0: been an issue for them before they though. aren't
3: going to turn on trust me they are not going to turn on the servers until everybody can play and especially the people in California, because that's where they're based.
0: I, I would be interested to find out why they made that decision this time, because they've never done that before.
3: Because they have a digital download available now. They've never had it before. They've never done that before.
0: Then I, for one, as somebody who, who wants to play when I get home and have my copy installed, wish they didn't do a digital download this year. But that's just my point of view, and I'm more than a little biased on that one. I'm pretty
3: much of the opinion that I will play when it's available to play and call it good.
0: I can always take a nap for an hour.
3: (laughs) I'm going to be down at the midnight release anyway, and it takes me like, you know, half hour to drive down there, half hour to get home. So by the time I get home, get done dinking around and fiddling with the install and Battle.net and everything else. Hopefully the servers will be live. Now, I, I am also... A rational person, and I realize that the second those server lo- go- servers go live, twelve million people are going to try and log on. <laughs> so the likelihood of my playing the game the first day it's released is slim. <laughs> and it's like that with every expansion, guys. Don't 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 get your heart set on logging in and having everything go flawless. Like the second you log in, the second the launch happens, because it never happens that way. You know why? Because there's 80 billion other people that are trying to do the exact same thing you're doing, and that's never good for a server.
0: Maybe Blizzard has learned. Maybe they're going to have a flawless... Expect- I'm sorry, I, I not this. i really, I don't... Okay. <laughs> now,
3: see, I do have... I, I I have a problem with that. They have had pretty flawless launches as far as the content goes. Like, the content was pretty polished. People could go through it and play it. It was just fine. The problem lies in the fact that you have a server. That server has only so much room on it, and you have a ton of people trying to cram their way through this tube, if you will, and they're all getting choked up in the tube and trying to get out the other end. You can't really widen the tube any more than they've already widened it, so there's always going to be that choke point, like right at the beginning. You can't... I don't even know if they've invented anything big enough to handle the stress load that these servers are going to be going under. I don't know. So, yeah, I just... I I don't really, you know... I don't mess with it. Wolf Knight, the workaround. Oh, where is that workaround? Uh, basically what you do is you go... hang on, let me, let me look at my folder here. So you go to your World of Warcraft folder, right? To do do which is what I'm doing right now. You go to your World of Warcraft folder, and then you open up your WTF folder in your World of Warcraft folder. There are two files in there. There is config.wtf and launcher.wtf. If you open that file, those files with notepad, you will see a setting there that says, let me find it. Do 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 do. do. Okay, it says set account type. And right now it'll read LK. You want to switch it to CT on config and you want to switch it to CT on the launcher make sure you are not make sure you're not logged into the game or anything at this point, or it won't let you do anything to it, oh, uh, and SA Gibbs has a good point, text edit on Mac, or uh, RZGBG I don't know how to pronounce your name uh, says any edit on Linux if you're actually playing the game on Linux in which case, I salute you so yeah, change your account type from LK to CT for Cataclysm and then launch the game, when you launch the game, it'll start the download once it's done, it'll revert itself back over to LK as soon as you log in. But it, it doesn't matter because you'll still have the data. And then you're good to go.
0: I, and I just linked to this story for those who don't have memories, like, create memories like I do, um, and want to actually read the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's going to be interesting when, uh, when that goes live. Um, I'm very interested to see what, catalo- what Cataclysm is going to be like and see what uh, what ends up happening.
3: Yeah, I don't like I said, I don't really set my my standards like really really high on launch day. I don't I have I have trained myself to learn not to expect brilliance the first hour or two of a launch or even the first day mm-hmm. of a launch just because it never goes smoothly. And it's not just Blizzard. It's like other MMOs that I've played. You know, Launch Day has always been one of those. Why? Everybody's online and trying to do everything all at once, and the internets are very slow. Well, there's not really much you can do about that.
0: So. And, um, Razorbug in our chat room says that, uh, if BlizzCon livestream is any indication, of server capacity is going to be bad, as Total Biscuit pointed out, and I would just simply point out that Blizzard is not Direct TV, Ravey, or whoever the hell was running those streams, and I suspect they can actually run a str- like actually run a stream. Oh yeah, are we are we talking about than... like the
3: BlizzCon the streams?
0: On the, BlizzCon. The BlizzCon. Um, oh yeah, the, that the, wasn't. Yep, the, the BlizzCon stream. Yep. Uh, the BlizzCon stream. Yep. I mean, when was skipping back and forth, and yeah.
3: Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't Blizzard. That was um, Direct TV. And their little app thing Uh, There was also the fact that you had 30,000 people crammed into a convention center And every single last one of them had Wi-Fi or some sort of Smartphone and they were all trying To access the internet at once (laughs) Convention center Not so equipped for that Maybe they'll fix that next year I don't know But internet was slow for um, Everybody that was there And I don't know if that had something to do with why the stream was slow or if the stream was slow just because, well, it's DirecTV. I had DirecTV once. I don't anymore, and that's all I'm going to say about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, you know, um, last year this time, well, last August, late late August early September, I was (laughs) seriously criticizing Ray V, uh, who I'm, I'm not sure if they're a part of DirecTV or what their connection is with DirecTV. Uh, I was seriously criticizing them for their um, lack of multiple f- panels and, and and extensive coverage. Um, now I'm criticizing I the them for... They
3: covered everything.
0: Oh, great. It, it was great if yeah. you could actually see what you're wanting well, to see.
3: Now, the thing is, is through November 7th, I believe you can still log in on the website and you can check out those panels. It doesn't really help, though, because some of those panels, like, uh, the feed's a little odd on them, but it was just recorded odd. It had nothing to do with them. It's just when they were recording the panel, the panel didn't quite record right. But when you're doing something live like that, you can never like, double-check it and obviously you can't really do a second take either. But if there's any panels that you missed or if there's anything that was like lagging horribly or stuttering or anything like that, chances are if you go log in on the website right now, you can take a look at it. I That's how I got you know, caught the lore panel. Was I, you know, went back, logged in on my stream, and checked it out there because it had the whole thing. Even the parts that were skipping, it had the whole thing. So, including Red Shirt Guy.
0: Indeed. And uh, we, we want to congr- congratulate Red Shirt, um, lore fact checker guy, whoever, whatever his name was, <laughs> for uh, getting I his wish own I knew NPC. what his name
3: was. <laughs> I really, I wish I knew what his name was, because, like, that was funny. I... Uh, people, people are, like, simultaneously applauding this guy and making fun of this guy, and I really don't think that you should be making fun of this guy. I honestly... Anybody who is making fun of anyone that asks a question at a panel, I... There's something that you should understand, right? When you go to ask a question at a panel, that panel has, like... Ten to 20,000 people that are sitting there around you, watching you ask this question. You have a microphone shoved in your face by some random person that you don't know. You can barely see the people on stage because there are bright lights shining in your face. And then you have the added distraction of hearing yourself as you're talking because it's broadcast over every giant screen that's out there. So you sound a little weird, you're a little bit it's a little off-putting, it's a little disconcerting and on top of that, you're nervous anyway because you're asking, hello, the Blizzard developers, a question that you wanted to ask them. So you're going to look a little awkward. I don't think that there's any way that you can not look a
0: little awkward. <laughs> Definitely. I, I, I'm i not sure I could have been as uh, as even voiced as he was um, talking to Chris Metzen yeah. and Alex Afriosby. Yeah. Um, I definitely commend him for yeah. it.
3: Yeah, Razorbug. Razorbug is asking, did Redshirt guy just ask a question or try and attack the speaker? I'm reading confusing things. Basically, what happened with Redshirt guy? Redshirt guy, much like me, um, I'm going to call him Crimson Tunic Lad now because somebody commented on on the post that I made and said he should be Crimson Tunic Lad, and I'm like, that sounds awesome. Makes him sound like a superhero. So yeah, much like me, he read the Shattering on his way to BlizzCon. And finish it just before Gone. And he noticed that in The Shattering, it lists Falstad Wildhammer as the leader of the Wildhammer, which he is in vanilla. Um, this was something that we actually commented about on the show, was that uh, Falstad, for some reason, he wasn't in Airy Peak anymore, but he wasn't on the Council of the Three Hammers in Beta. He just kind of vanished, and we didn't know where he went. Um, instead, on the Council of the Three Hammers, he had Kerdran. And Kerdran's the guy who's hanging out in Shadowmoon Valley. So, it was a little weird that Fal- Falstad had just disappeared, right? So, this guy reads The Shattering, and in The Shattering, it makes direct reference to Falstad being the leader for the Wildhammer that's on the Council of the Three
0: Hammers. See, here, here's where I... Ha- now that I've read the book, I actually have a, a, a bit of a disagreement with his statement. Oh. The book states that... Almost like to me, it was almost a suggestion. Well, Falstack can do it for the Wild Hammers, and Mirrodin or Bron can do it for the Bronzebeard, and Moira, since you know you're the, you're you married into the Dark Irons, you could be the Dark Iron representative. But it doesn't actually state that he was. Just it, it seemed like you know, okay, well we're we're in the planning stages. We're to throw out this idea and that idea, and we'll see what comes to pa- pass. So. I wouldn't have taken that to be he is a part of it, just that is, you know, that's what would work out at this point. Um, I definitely think they could have come up with a story as to why Kurdrin had returned from uh, Shadowmoon Valley and uh, taken up that post.
3: Okay? Well, here's the problem with that, Medros. So, Mr. Mister Man <laughs> gets up and asks his question. Crimson Tunic Lad steps up to the microphone, and he says, I just finished reading The Shattering. And it says in the Shattering that Falstad is going to be on the Council of the Three Hammers, but he's not in Beta, and he's not even at Irie Peak. Where did he go? Okay. Metzen, and and how do you pronounce his name? asfrialbi Is that?
0: Afriasby? I, I, I don't know if anybody really knows other I'm than not, him, maybe. <laughs> I, okay. <sighs>
3: Alex! We'll just call him Alex, because that's simpler. So Alex and Chris are sitting up there, and they listen to this question, and Alex goes, well, he's dead, isn't he? And then Chris is like, yeah, he died during Day of the Dragon. No. (laughs) Now... Falstead did not die during Day of the Dragon. Falstead lived during Day of the Dragon. He lived during Night of the Dragon, and he's currently leading Iry
0: Peak in-game right now. So that was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, so several dwarves did die in that book, but not that one. He was he was not one of the ones that perished in that book.
3: Um, so <laughs> the, the the kid steps up, and he says, and he might have been a little argumentative, but I don't think that he was. He said well, no, he's the leader of Iry Peak, and he's been the leader of Iry Peaks from Vanilla through Wrath. And they're like, oh. And then Chris turns to Alex and says, yeah, what's up with that, Alex? <laughs> As if he's not
0: the creative director of, of World of Warcraft and or Alex of Blizzard goes, and able to set stories by saying, oh, yeah, yeah. thing. yeah, he's a Blackrock.
3: And Alex goes, yeah, yeah. Well, and Alex says, um, yeah, we'll fix that. Thanks for pointing that out. And that was the end of that, right? But it was really great because the two of them
0: were completely taken aback when they realized, "Oh crap!" Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think somebody used to mention to them that uh, he's right. Why didn't we yeah, have a fact checker? A huh? fan just owned them badly.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, and and you know, it, it's sort of like the whole thing with um. It's not on the same scale as the whole thing with Burning Crusade and the Draenei. Or people pointed out, hey, didn't, wasn't, didn't the Eridar corrupt Sargeras not the other way around? And then Metzen had to come forward and apologize. It's not on that same scale, but it was still really funny seeing this guy ask a question. And the answer was, well, isn't that character dead? But he's not. And they should know that. <laughs> When somebody on the chain of command should have known that so yeah, this guy um, there's been a screenshot and it's not officially in beta I've logged in on beta and he's not there yet right? but there's been this screenshot that was submitted to reddit and Falstad is back where he's supposed to be and he has a little guy standing next to him and the guy's name is Wildhammer Fact Checker and he is wearing a red shirt
0: <laughs> indeed so yeah, I hope that stays in live too. I hope it's not just a beta thing. I hope that stays in live because that's pretty you, cool. You never do know. You never do know. Let us uh, let us listen to our final segment of the show and then get into some voicemails since we didn't play any voicemails last week, and I'm pretty sure there are some uh, some dedicated listeners of the show who would like to hear some voicemails played. Uh, but first yeah. off, let's uh, let us get our yoga mats out. Let us uh, uh, let, let us venture to. Places Less Traveled in, of course, Warcraft Less Traveled with Skull.
1: Okay. Warcraft Less Traveled. A World of Warcraft time capsule dedicated to the exploration and discovery within WoW. The Eerie Grave at Beggar's Haunt. LizCon 2010 has come and gone, leaving little doubt what kind of manners and type of houseguests that Deathwing will be to Stormwind. In the week that followed, Hallow's Eve again engulfed Azeroth with its orange pumpkins, nonstop buckets of sugary treats, and some strange headless fellow who seems insistent on burning down Goldshire, if we give him the chance. Yet, for all this heightened insanity over cinnamon licorice and candy-coated chocolate bacon. I'm going to suggest that we ride off to explore a spooky corner of Azeroth under a Hallow's Eve moon. Beggar's Haunt is a nearly unknown location that is hidden away in the northeastern forest of Duskwood at coordinates 91, 35. From Darkshire an explorer can head east down the road towards Deadwind Pass, make a left at coordinates 84, 42 at a secluded path heading north through the hills. This creepy setting comes complete with a solitary guard tower, A few stone archways, dusty gate, a translucent waterfall, and two massive watchers that appear to guard a single, unmarked grave. And each watcher looks similar to those that appear next to the Dark Portal in the Blasted Lands. Quite often, anyone stumbling across Beggar's Haunt did so by complete accident, and once here, a strange sense of awe can easily engulf an Azeroth explorer. The only sign of life near this destination are two horde faction named level 40 orc NPCs. They guard the front of a grey stone-colored guard tower. The tower, called the Apothecary Outpost, is near the corner of Deadwind Pass. Be aware that each of these orcs are flagged PvP, so traveling too close to either can bring trouble if you're questing through Duskwood at its regular level. Although Duskwood is Alliance territory, The appearance of this single horde outpost in the corner of the zone makes one wonder if this location was originally groundwork for future expansion. Yet, here these orcs remain, stranded and alone in the middle of the shadowy forest road. The orc-guarded tower is one small part of the eerie area called Beggar's Haunt. To visit the true, less-traveled area, you must approach the strange graveyard found to the north of the tower. The first time I visited this eerie corner of Duskwood, Beggar's Haunt hit me as a very well-designed, eerie scene with a dark, atmospheric setting, but for what real purpose does it serve? So let me describe it. It looks like this. Down the unmarked path from the mentioned road to Deadwind Pass, you'll wind up the small northern trail high up into the hilly landscape. A broken fence lines one side of the trail, and you'll find yourself traveling under a few stone archways. The pathway opens up to a clearing with a small secluded pond and waterfall. The water flows to the left and down into another waterfall that empties into the main river dividing Elwyn Forest from Duskwood. The area here has no exit and simply contains an ominous sight. There's an unmarked grave, trellises, benches, and two massive statues with glowing eyes. The graveyard's monument is in the center and it's without identification. Everything here exudes a feeling of abandon and loss. And besides the orc NPCs found much further down the trail, the Beggar's Haunt grave area is void of life. An alcove of spectral trees encircle the graveyard's unmarked tombstone monument. There is no indication who is buried here, why the towering watchers are placed in this specific grave to begin with, or why the area was given the name Beggar's Haunt. And I've also had no luck in finding proper lore ties to this location as well. But at the end of this Hallows' Eve week, and even though these questions may not be answered, there is no doubt that all Warcraft Less Traveled explorers should make a midnight journey into this, one of Azeroth's most eerie and haunted locations. Feel free to send your show comments, questions, and travel and destination suggestions to Warcraft-less-travelled at gmail.com. My name is Skolnik, and until next time, remember to travel safe, plan your forsaken wedding in Beggar's Haunt, and leave only footprints.
3: So what's interesting about Beggar's Haunt, the thing that I found the most interesting and intriguing about it, was that uh, it is the only place in Duskwood where the sun shines during the day.
0: Really? It's
3: actually lit. There is sun. It's kind of neat.
0: Always something good to know.
3: The other thing is, in Cataclysm, there's actually a guard for Beggar's Haunt, um, he's called the Unknown Soldier and he's a skeleton but he's dressed in alliance armor there's there's no other indication as to who he is or anything but he sits there and he guards beggars haunt it's really bizarre but yeah I think it's really kind of cool that like that's the only place in all of Duskwood with all of the gloom and the doom and the everything else it's the only place that the sun will shine
0: I only have one thing to say to that Beneath the shadow of my wings.
5: Dude, I love that <laughs> cinematic so much. This, okay, th- guys, sorry. this
0: is what I do when we're not talking. I edit little snippets on my computer. <laughs> it was actually kind of interesting at uh, at BlizzCon because
3: Metson said that he did not do the voice of Deathwing.
0: I, I thought he did. I thought
3: he That's did. That's somebody else. Yeah. He said he said that wasn't him. He didn't voice Deathwing. I was like, really? Really? Well, then who was that? Because he sounds a lot like you, you know. Um, I think he also said that, like, he didn't voice Vol'jin, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Because he, he, somebody said, oh, wow, you do all the voices. And he's like, I don't do all the voices. And they're like, well, you voice Deathwing. And he said, I didn't voice Deathwing. So, yeah. I don't know. But...
0: I, I swear, this is definitely Chris Madsen. My hatred burns through the cavernous
3: deeps. That cinematic, every time I hear that cinematic, I just, like, chills. Ooh, it's awesome. Hmm. I love it. I love it to death. Oh, yeah, and in uh, you know the Warden cinematic that aired at BlizzCon? Mm -hmm. It's in the beta now. When you go through and you play through the Worgen experience, and you get to the point where you turn into a Worgen, the cinematic actually plays, and it's really, really cool. Oh, it just adds all kinds of dimension to that zone. So,
0: yeah. I may have to go back and play that then, I think.
3: Yeah, it was... I, I finally played through the end of the Worgen starting experience, and... I am really annoyed with the end of the Worgen starting experience, but that's all I'm going to say about that. I will talk more about that when Cataclysm actually launches, but I'm not going to spoil that experience for you guys.
0: Well, I'm (laughs) sure that the listeners are...
3: Just suffice it to say, I was like, I wanted something to happen, and something else happened instead, and I was very unhappy with that thing that happened.
0: (laughs) But it was still cool. I'm sure that those who do not want spoilers, for anybody who does spoil them they will feel this Pain.
3: Agony. <laughs> okay yeah you were busy huh just a little bit so we, uh, we have
0: a few voicemails here uh, let okay. us play the first one and this is from our good friend Xander formerly the traveler
4: okay Hey Me and Jade it's your good friend Xander the employee
0: yay.
4: Uh, it's uh, very early morning this morning as I'm driving to my new job, uh training this morning, so I'm listening to all things as rock again. I've got a little bit of a commute, definitely not the uh the seven hours I had before. <laughs> uh but I just wanted to say uh it's good good to be back, good to be listening to the podcast again, good to be employed and uh happy that uh Things are still going well with you guys. I'm listening to the episode after uh, BlizzCon. Hopefully next year I'll be able to attend. You know, I don't know what it is with Blizzard, but they always find the most inopportune times for me to go. Last year, my son was being born. This year, it was my daughter's fifth birthday. Can't buy a break. Anyway, uh, we will talk to you later. Bye.
0: Well, I'm sure Blizzard would be happy to, to sell you a, a a BlizzCon date of your choice. It would cost you a lot of money, though. And it, is, uh, it sounds like you've just got a new job. I'm not sure you can quite afford the, the cost of choosing your own date for BlizzCon.
3: <laughs> Don't be rude. And, I'm you know, BlizzCon you. happens every year. A fifth birthday only happens once. So, you know, I know priorities. I know. However, um, you're looking at, well... Theoretically, it should be in August next year. So, indeed, start planning now, Mister Xandar, and congratulations on the job.
0: Indeed, and we're we're very happy for uh, for our good friend uh, who has finally found employment again. Now, uh, this next voicemail here is actually for Shade. Really? Okay. Indeed.
2: Hi, my name is Eric, and I am uh, I play Admisha. Uh, my question is really. For Shade, I have got a priest who is holy and disciplined. Um, I don't really DPS well. I've, all my toons are healers. Um, I'm looking to move her to a growth rate server um, on the Horde side, and I've heard a lot about Earth and Ring, Sentinels, Argent Dawn, and I was wondering in your opinion, um, because I've even looked it up on the web, I've seen, you know, one one group will say the server's better once, one will say that is better. Um, I don't really do the role play, but I'm kind of curious about it. I'm a big-time raider, and I was, the, the rating on Nisha is pretty pitiful. Um, so I'm looking to get into a high-end rating guild, but also I kind of want to explore the lower side of, wow, I feel like um, I really neglected that, and that's a whole other world that might be a lot of fun. And listening to all things Azeroth has really excited me about that. So I was wondering if you had an opinion. What do you think on the US side, Horde, would be a really good role play uh, that's good with rating and good for uh, a noob? Thanks
0: a lot. So first off, Ar- rate. Uh, congratulations on your prize. <laughs> yes. So uh, feel free to answer that question there, Shade, since it was directed at you.
3: OK. All right. Here is the sad, unfortunate truth. It does not matter what roleplay server you go to, there is not a roleplay server out there that is going to have a bleeding-edge raid guild on it. Why? Because most people go to roleplay servers to roleplay. Most people that go to roleplay servers are usually a little more casual, and I'm saying that as a raider on a roleplay server. I I do play on a roleplay server. my guild is top for our server, but as far as United States standings, we're way, way, way down the list, okay? Um, however, for me, it was a matter of finding uh, a rating pace that I was happy with, and I did the six nights a week rating. I, I did that in vanilla. I did that for a very long time in vanilla, and I got burnt out very quickly. Uh, the pace that I've got right now where we're rating, you know, three nights a week, a few hours a night. Um, that's just about right for me. Uh, as far as role-playing goes, opinion varies from server to server. And what I would recommend doing, this is what I recommend any newbie role-player that's actually looking for some place to go does, is roll a low-level alt on the RP servers of your choice. Just roll a low-level alt, walk around, you know, the starting areas, walk around the major cities, that kind of thing, poke around... See what you see as far as role play goes. See where you fit in. You can't really. For something like role play, where it's very much a social activity, you can't just go off of one person's recommendation. You kind of have to check it out yourself and see whether or not you fit. As far as roleplay itself goes, if you're kind of a roleplay noob, uh, there is actually a column on WoW Insider. It's called All the Worlds a Stage, and that one usually has uh, roleplay hints and tips and stuff on that on there. Too Many Annas is actually another good one to go to for roleplay. I can't remember the doesn't, other ones uh, off the top of my Netherbane head. Doesn't Netherbane do what a lot
0: of uh, roleplay?
3: Netherbane does a lot of roleplaying. Netherbane's Alliance, so... Um, and I can't remember what the website is called. Is it Lorecrafted?
0: I believe so, yeah. Is that
3: the one that says... Okay, Lorecrafted is another place to go for a roleplay introduction.
0: And that's and that's our good friend, Gracie, over there.
3: Yeah, if you check out Shades of Grey, I have a series of newbie beginner roleplay posts that are the very, very basic of what you need to know about roleplaying. Um, and that's grayshades.wordpress.com. But I would recommend checking out those different things. Go to their forums. Go to their server forums. Check out the server forums because most of the roleplay servers, it has a list of, like, there's a sticky topic on most of those roleplay servers that says list of roleplayers, horde, list of roleplayers, alliance. Check how big those threads are. See how active people are. See what kind of community they have. Um, maybe pipe up and say something on the forums. You know, it, it's all a matter of personal taste. And yes, as Zappy said, stay out of Goldshire. Although if you're horde, it's probably okay. You can
0: just stomp around on everything. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> so we now have uh, one of the first of two emails from uh, our good friend uh, Firefighter Mark.
4: Okay. Hey guys, this is Firefighter uh, Mark from LA. How you both doing? Good questions. First one, right now, uh, when you're uh, in uh, Rass- the rest of the Liz King, you get every ticket one gear and you can upgrade it using the badges. I was wondering in Cataclysm if there was going to be a similar system. I know that the 25 and 10 men are going to be dropping the same loot, and I was wondering if there were going to be any kind of badge systems set up to upgrade to, um, I guess, the next level, which would be, I'm thinking heroic gear. So I haven't read anything, and I haven't really done a whole lot of searching for it, and I thought you guys could perhaps answer that for me. And then the um, other thing was the um, the DevListCon. I wish I could have uh, met you over there, Shade. It would have been fantastic to meet you and uh, um, get to introduce myself to you. So I love the podcast, and um, I do look forward to the next one.
0: And I believe the second one, he actually finishes up what he was originally saying, uh, so we'll play that before we do can respond to his question or his statement, whatever. Uh, so here's number
4: two. Hey, guys. This is Firefighter Mark Melly again. Hey, uh, sorry about the last message being so abrupt. Um, I have nosy neighbors, and they were walking down right at me, and they wanted to talk to me. So I guess instead of living long messages that last for five to ten minutes, I, I, I leave multiple ones. Um, I, there was one question that I didn't get to finish asking you also. Uh, is in regards to... Um, gold are we going to uh, i thought i had heard that once started there was going to be a 4,000 cap and um i just wanted to get the confirmation from you guys that that was the case because um there's no reason i'm right at 4,000, and there's no reason for me to uh, go any higher as far as accumulating gold i mean not gold i'm thinking just this point just this point um so it's, i'm right around 4,000. so if there's no reason to go any higher then um, i'm going to pretty much just stay right around there so I look forward to your answers, and in your next podcast, keep up the fantastic work. And maybe I'll make, get to meet Jade next year at BlizzCon and Medros. Take care,
0: guys. Bye. Thank you very much there, Mark. And uh, first off, uh, you really had me concerned because a 4,000 gold limit would pretty much kill off epic flying, um, 310% speed flying, um, several really <laughs> awesome... I was going to say, <laughs> I have
3: like five times that on two of my yeah, characters. But, uh... How's that going to work? And then I started planning in my head. Okay, well, if I mail this to this alt and I mail this to this alt, but even then, and then he specified, or well, actually I realized that he was talking about points. Um, Mark, Firefighter Mark, Fire. It. today was like the adventures of Firefighter Mark and the Nosy Neighbor. As far as your first question kind of ties into your second question. Um you don't get badges in cataclysm. What you get is points. You get the justice points for, you know, your entry level rating and then your heroic rating gives you a different tier of points. Um I forget what those points are called cuz we don't have them yet. Dollar. And we won't have them until we get to the cataclysm raids. But the cataclysm raids are going to give you a different tier. Points to use. Um, what's going to happen is you will buy all your gear. Yes, the cap is four thousand right now. I believe that's what the cap is going to stay, but they might change that. You never know. They're still in beta. Hello, they may even change it after the game launches. You know, they need to see how that system works for everybody. Yeah, but, um, and uh,
0: that's actually uh, the, the the points you're thinking about is valor points. Um, and and the cap we have right now is is what they call called a soft cap. Um, you, if you are converting points over to justice, when 4.0.1 hit, um, those what you could get more than 4,000 when 4.0.3 hits or cataclysm, I'm not sure which one, um, that will become a hard cap. So anything, any points you have over 4,000, um, will convert to gold. Now, if you have, um, if you currently have 4,000, you cannot gain more. The only way you can have more than that is if you had them coming in. So it, it, you can always spend them. Um, there, I'm sure there's stuff you can get for yourself, uh, heirlooms for your ro- new characters you're gonna roll or something like that. Um, but as of right now, you cannot gain any more points. Uh, anything you anything you do right now will ju- those points will be lost.
3: Yeah, you wanna. If you're going to pick up heirlooms, pick them up now. Just go pick them up, spend your badges. You've got plenty, or not your badges, your points. Uh, (laughs) It's going to take me a while to get used to saying points instead of badges, because we've had badges for so long. Badges, 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 badges. Um, Where's your sound cue board thing? Because I know you've got one for that. Badges?
1: We don't need no stinking
0: badges. Thank you. I I was just going to pay something else, but you can go ahead.
3: Okay. So, yeah, badges, don't need no stinking badges. We're on points now. The way that the tier systems are going to work, valor points. Thank you whoever said that in the chat channel. I think it was Jero- Jericho Scar. Jericho Scar. Jericho Star Scar. Um anyway, the way that that's going to work is that you'll have your valor Points, and you'll have your justice points. Your justice points are the ones that you get from doing heroics and things like that. Your valor points are the ones that you get from raiding. You can only cap at four thousand of those. When they come out with a new tier of gear, so we're gonna start out with what is it, tier eleven now? That, it's gonna the, gonna first the first Cataclysm, cataclysm, cataclysm raid.
0: Um, is that? Apparently, dungeons will only give you blues. Okay. The first so epic we'll you, get is going to be. Yeah.
3: Yeah, dungeons will only give you blues. Dungeons will only give you blues. rating will give you the purples. Um, so when you go to, to get your tier 11, it's going to cost your valor points. It's probably going to cost a lot of valor points. So that 4,000 cap, you're not going to stay at that cap forever. When a new tier set comes out, like when you come out with tier 12, again, tier 12, you're going to purchase it with valor points, not with justice points. But all of the Valor points that you had for that prior tier are going to be converted to Justice. So you're going to start out at zero with your Valor points again. And this is to keep people from like squirreling the points to use on future tiers of gear so that there's actual progression rather than just hoarding points and using them. Which kind of works for me, I think. I I like the fact that they kind of convert it so you're not sitting there with a bunch of useless badges. Or points
0: that that's really something they had taken account because too often people were like badges of justice in, in outlands they were saving up everything they could and then spending them all on on badges when the new tiers came out they tried to avoid that in wrath by doing the multiple tiers but that was really confusing and really frustrating for a lot of players
3: and complicated. How many badges did we end up with? Like one, two, there's like five different sets of badges, six different sets of badges by the end of Wrath. It was a ridiculous number. And if you wanted to buy anything from the level one badge vendor, you had to like convert your badges down the line until you were at that lower level badge that you can't get anymore. So this kind of simplifies the system. It simplifies the system, and it also keeps people from squirreling badges like that. Because I know, particularly at the end of Burning Crusade, right, when they came out with the Sunwell expansion, uh, there was a vendor on that island that sold gear that was pretty much equivalent to stuff that you could find in Black Temple. But people that had just been doing heroics for the past two years and squirreling up badges and not using them on anything were able to buy the Black Temple gear yeah, without even thinking about it. And a lot of raiders were like, wait we worked for that stuff and you guys didn't work for it but now you have it without even thinking about it how is that fair and it wasn't really i mean i don't i don't like the whole elitist raider attitude where you know only raiders get the good stuff i don't think that that's appropriate but there is something to be said that if you're going to buy raid level gear you probably should be raiding for it you know it just kind of makes sense <laughs> It's sort of like PvP gear. If you're going to buy PvP gear, you should probably be PvPing for it.
0: You know, just saying. <laughs> but uh, that that is going to be about this uh, about it for this episode of All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Again, I want to thank uh, Taverncraft. Um, check out their Mog, the smog the magnificent stein uh, over Ooh. at. Uh, uh, taverncraft.com uh, definitely an, a really awesome so stein. Uh, if you are yeah. into The Hobbit and always want to see uh, that that epic epic moment when uh, when uh, Bilbo first sees Smaug, uh, definitely something worth seeing. And uh, it is really really well done in the in the stein that they've created. So definitely check that out. And they also have the uh, the, the deep edge glassware uh, in the prancing pony and green dragon. Uh, f- Uh, versions of those so definitely check those out as well
3: I was going to say not only can you see that epic moment you can drink out of it how cool is that (laughs) right anyway so we're wrapping this crazy thing up indeed
0: Uh, so Shade how would you tell people where they can find us
3: you can find us via voicemail, and please feel free to leave a voicemail and ask a question because we like answering those things. You can call us at one seven eight five A T A wow five. That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can check out the show on iTunes. You can download it rate it, review it. We like those things when you do those things. You can email us. The general show account is show at com. You can reach Medros at medros at com, And you can reach me at shade at allthingsazeroth.com uh, Also feel free to check out our guild It is Heroes of Lordron on is it Argenton? Please tell me it's Argenton. Thank you. I have so many servers and things going through my head right now. Argenton Alliance US. Please feel free to log on and join. Roland, all you don't have to put your main there, but you can play with everybody and it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, main show account for Twitter is All Things As. If you want to follow Medros, he's simply Medros. If you want to follow me, mine's is Shades O Gray. That's shades, the letter O and then G-R-E-Y. Um, and I think that's about it except, oh wait, no if you want to leave a question for Ask Moo you can reach him at askmoo42 at gmail.com Warcraft Less traveled is Warcraft Less traveled at gmail.com and I think that's it we should talk about DreamHost and tell people that DreamHost is cool, yes?
0: Indeed and the, you get lots of space on there uh, bandwidth space, all of it is perfect for podcasting like we do here um, I've been with them for a fair while but even yet, with all the downloads we get for this podcast, I still haven't hit my maximum, I still haven't even hit um, even close to half of my maximum allowable bandwidth per month Um, and we get a lot of, we go through a lot of bandwidth, let's put it that way uh, so I definitely want to have you guys check them out they're really um, cool, because they're awesome and if you use the code DEATHWING, you can get $50 off of any new hosting account
3: that is definitely not Pain or agony—it's actually kind of pleasant. So feel free to use it, guys. Indeed. The
0: whole of Azeroth will break.
3: Ugh, I love that voice. Okay. All so right. anyway, yes, that's def- it for the show. Definitely
0: tune in for the next All Things Azeroth. And uh, if you guys are only downloading the show when they come out, uh, I will check out the website and check out the feed because um, just before the show releases, I'm I'm putting out the the BlizzCon episodes one per. Uh, show to allow you guys to download those and listen to those if you couldn't be there to listen in person Uh, listen to myself gaz pewter and a bunch of other folks
3: i was gonna say those were apparently a bunch of crazed madness i heard things from both pewter and gaz because i was on the obscure cast last week
0: you're on you're on their show so um what stories did you hear and and how quickly do i need to get to to the uk to silence people (laughs)
3: It was nothing bad They were just saying that it was an absolute delight And it was also incredibly fun And they had like this weekend long house party Where everybody was drinking and talking And it was all Warcraft all the time And I really need to download those and listen to them I've just been swamped with writing and catching up after BlizzCon So
0: I need to do it And you guys should do it too yeah, we have the first one out already um that was the opening ceremonies um i'll be really seeing the second that was the friday night show this week and uh, we will continue on through those uh, until all three are done and or all four are done um and uh, that'll finish up with the epic uh giving away of the Taverncraft warcraft stein uh that was the charge of the dragon flights cool yeah for sure and uh we do want to hear you guys uh leave voicemails leave uh twitters leave questions leave emails and we will definitely see you guys next time for another all things Azeroth, your world of warcraft podcast and uh take care happy hunting and we'll see you on the other side of Agony. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that
3: have a good night guys
0: take care This has been a Dwight Walbridge production, copyright 2010. Sean, you, you, you can play 10 seconds of that song without, being, without getting me sued, okay? 10 seconds.